Allegheny Mountain Radio is a rural community radio network in the Allegheny Highlands of Virginia and West Virginia, within the National Radio Quiet Zone. From its first broadcast as WVMR-AM in 1981 to the present and beyond, I hope to shed some light on our past 40 years of hyperlocal broadcasting. This is Unique by Nature. My name is Sage Tangway, and I am the station coordinator of WVMR in Pocahontas County, West Virginia. This episode is the finale of our limited series. As I've been trying to compile all of the audio, I feel like I've experienced something firsthand that Pat Keller had mentioned. One time I was looking at uh, some old records uh, there, and I was thinking, uh, I wonder if I could list all the people who have been involved with the radio station. And goodness sakes, it would have been, um, uh, you know, hundreds. It was, it was an impossible job. She's absolutely right. Due to time restrictions, as well as extra pressure from pandemic protocols, I wasn't able to interview anywhere close to all of our current volunteers, never mind those from the past four decades. However, I did want to provide you with a snapshot of Allegheny Mountain Radio today. Here are some of our on-air personalities and staff members to share their own perspectives on AMR and community radio. I am Scott Smith. I am the general manager of Allegheny Mountain Radio as well as the station coordinator for WVLS 89.7 Monterey, Virginia. Uh, I also uh, am an on-air personality. I do have a regular show fill-in from time to time. I love being on the air. Uh, Do some news stories here and there, mow the grass, pretty much the whole nine yards of it. It's just what it sounds like. We are the community. We are, I, 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 I very much take it as a point of pride that we are different than most of the radio world, quite frankly. We are the people you see on the street every day, the people you interact with. Uh, we, you know, th- this is owned by the community and, and the community is what drives it. Like everyone else that's probably on the air, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and it really irks me when I press a wrong button or say something wrong or whatnot, but I don't let it bother me because to me, the mistakes that we make only humanize us. You know, the listener goes, hey, I I could be in that chair and and say the wrong word and whatever, and that's absolutely correct. The day I interviewed for the station coordinator position, I said, look, because I I can still remember one of the the comments that was, was made, well, it was by Heather. She said, uh, we're really looking for someone who sees this as not just a nine-to-five kind of thing, who, who is here to pick up the paycheck. We want someone who's passionate about it. And I said, look, there, there are three ways I'm going out of here. I'm going to retire. Uh, they're going to carry me. They're going to wheel me out of here on a stretcher, or you're going to fire me. I'm not willingly, voluntarily, this isn't any sort of stepping stone towards something else that I want to do. This isn't a a block that I add to my resume to, to put somewhere else. 
as I said earlier, I did not come out here to to have a job, frankly, and I certainly didn't realize that job was going to be in radio. First of all, I realized how lucky I am in this area to have a good job. Secondly, I, I definitely realized how lucky I am to be in the job and the position and the place where I was meant to be. Now that I'm here, it, it it's so crystal clear that Pretty much everything in my entire life was steering me this direction, and I'm just very fortunate that uh, I made it this far. And you know, like I said, you're you're going to have to you're going to have to take some radical steps to get me not involved with Allegheny Mountain Radio. I am Heather Nide. I am the program and news director for Allegheny Mountain Radio. Well, we moved here in uh, the summer of 1997. Um, not long after that, uh, towards the end of 97, early 98, we, we knew about the radio station, but we just, you know, we were all getting all settled in and everything. So, so about 1998, we finally said, okay, let's, uh, let's look into this. I've always said that if people could see behind the scenes, um, especially during fundraiser or during something like an emergency like the derecho, um, if people could only see the frenzy behind the scenes. Because we get on the mic and we sound calm and collected and like we know what we're talking about. And at the same time, behind the scenes, everybody's running around like crazy, getting, gathering information, putting it into, into a form that makes sense. <laughs> so that's the things that I remember working here over the years and it's it's also one of the things that just makes you fall in love with working at a radio station. Um, I think the people that work and volunteer here I think they stay because of that because you just you want to be part of that well, My name is Chuck Nidey and I'm, I am the part-time chief engineer also chief operator, and I'm also a volunteer, and I've been here since 1997 as a volunteer. Could you tell me about the first time you interacted with any sort of radio programming, what your relationship to radio was? <laughs> yeah, I was 16 years old, <laughs> and I started hanging out at the local station in my hometown, WKLC AM and FM in St. Albans, and I went on the air June of 1973. You come down to the station, you start hanging out and getting in the way, and then they start giving you stuff to do because they want to get you out of the way. Uh, and then I started volunteering. Uh, we, Heather and I started doing a show uh, on Sunday afternoons from 4 to 6, right after uh, Norris. We were doing jazz. <laughs> and it was a really weird transition. We were doing our show I think it was, on a Sunday afternoon, and the chief engineer at the time, Jim Dolan, who was retired from the observatory as a technician, was down here working on something, and I was outside talking to him. And I said, uh, you know, if you need help with anything, I'm, you know, I'm a technician too, I can, I can work on stuff for you. And he said, well, hell, I'll let you just, just let you do the whole damn thing. <laughs> Jumped in his truck and took off like a shot. 
And I thought, uh-oh, what have I got myself into? <laughs> and then like the next week, the uh, WVMR transmitter blew up. So it was down for like three days uh, because I had to order parts. But yeah, that's uh, I didn't expect to be thrown to the fire so quickly. My name is Jake Heyer. I'm bookkeeper, business administrator for the radio station. I uh, started my career here as an afternoon DJ. I guess for me, I was one of those uh, Walkman kids where I uh, got the Sony Walkman with the AM FM radio, put the headphones on, was just walking around the woods and listened to Rick D's and the Weekly Top 40. And uh, yeah, that was my first experience with radio. When I started working here again as an afternoon DJ, that's when my mom decided to tell me that she had actually worked here and volunteered here um, answering phones and you know it's like you know 40 years later you get to know your parents finally my name is danny cardwell i am the station coordinator at wchg i'm about to celebrate five years june 1st will be five years i've been with amr and before that i used to hang out with jason Rowe. he would do his show on Monday nights from 8 to 10, and so we would hang out. We became fast friends, and I would see some of the behind-the-scenes things to putting the show together. And then a couple years later, the opportunity hit, and I was able to apply and got the job. I used to be a guest on a couple radio shows, but never as far as doing the work. I was always able to just show up, run my mouth, and you know, make the phone call, hang up, and keep it moving, I guess. You know, it's uh, for the first time in, I guess, my adult life, I really feel like I've been able to use some of my skills all together at the same time. So radio, as someone who speaks, who's been a lay speaker, who has been ordained, and I've been blessed to speak all over the Commonwealth of Virginia and Maryland, um, the part of the radio where you are actually addressing people and dialogue, that part of it, uh, writing as far as news stories go, being able to sort of jot out ideas, have an outline, and you know, it, and it just was a perfect combination of things. And then there's something about putting that headset on and doing it. I mean, for a lot of people, they don't. A lot of people, it's nerve-wracking. They don't enjoy it. But for some people, if you put those headphones on and you push that button and you talk and you have that interaction and, and it works. It, it It's changed. It changes me. I didn't know I would love that part of it as much as I do. I am Bonnie Ralston and I am the WVLS Assistant Station Coordinator and I do news for Highland County through WVLS. I majored in telecommunications at James Madison University. And back in those days, telecommunications meant something different than what it does today. Then it was radio, television, and film. I first learned that Allegheny Mountain Radio existed through a short little article in the Recorder newspaper about an Allegheny Mountain Radio employee getting a job at maybe West Virginia Public Radio. Anyway, it was a, a little short press release. I started listening to it when I, I was still living in Richmond at the time, but I, when I was up here, I would listen to it. And the reception at 
the farm was not very good, but I would listen as much as I could. And then when I decided to move back home, started to volunteer in the summer, probably June, July of 2005. There were no openings, but there were some VISTA volunteer opportunities, Volunteers in Service to America. So I started as a VISTA volunteer, and my project was to increase news coverage in the community by getting community members to report on what they do and what they knew best. It worked out really well. People were willing to do it. I thought they would be pretty intimidated, but no, they were very, very happy to do it. Commercial radio right now, I don't find very interesting. I think if it weren't for Allegheny Mountain Radio, I might not be involved in radio anymore because everything is automated with commercial stations now. So thank goodness for community radio because it is pretty much the way radio used to be. I'm Abby Dufour. I am the news reporter for Bath, and I also am the afternoon DJ. The show is called Dufour Du Jour. Well, my dad used to do the football commentating basically every Friday. So we would have to come here and get the equipment, and then we would go off to the game and... He would sometimes try to put me on, and I was like, don't do that. <laughs> I didn't realize growing up the like inner workings of it at all, or even really how much work it took to run everything. I also didn't realize that it was like multiple stations. I thought it was just here. Um, and then when I started working here, it's just like such a cool group of people that all love music and we're all kind of like nerdy about it. I feel like we all have a lot of um, like knowledge about random facts, you know, about music and stuff. And it's really cool. Like everyone who works here is really interesting. And like our station is so quaint and so cute. I think the things that we like provide to people and people love it. Like, they listen religiously every day, all day. I just feel, like, really lucky to work at a place like this, truly. I've had jobs where they were not fulfilling, they were not challenging, and I didn't like it at all. Um, and since working here, I realized, like, things just about myself that I like. Like, oh, yeah, I do like reporting on things and I like writing stories up. And, um, yeah, I feel lucky to, like, work with so many cool people. Like I was saying earlier, everyone is so cool. Everyone has, like, a really cool, like, background about them that, like, they don't even talk about. Like, no one even brags about. But everyone here is so amazing. All of them. My name is Miles Goodall. Um, from the area of... I uh, went to school in Pocahontas County. I've listened to Allegheny Mountain Radio my whole life. Um, and I'm currently a volunteer there, volunteer DJ. I play everything from Dolly Parton to A Tribe Called Quest to Black Sabbath. I, I love to take requests. It doesn't have all the the different ads from 
all the different brands and you know the, the huge company brands um, doesn't have as much loud talking it's way more personal way more useful for local weather local events almost everyone in the community has some connection to it whether they you know know someone or they listen to it every day or just you know have it on in their car when they're driving around also I think it's pretty cool that it has an AM um, station because I, I can't think of anywhere else that would use AM um, and it's really nice here because it comes through in some of the mountain uh, it kind of, the AM station comes through where the FM stations wouldn't I thought it was really neat because I had um, you know people I knew who were calling in to request stuff or um, sending me emails or, or texting me or something while I was doing my show um, and I thought it was a neat way to be together um, during the pandemic or during bad weather or just over distances. It's, it's um, you know, they can hear your voice and you can play them songs and you can't talk directly to people, but you can almost be with them and everyone together at the same time. After the break, we'll reflect more on the positive impact Allegheny Mountain Radio has had on its volunteers and the region. This is Unique by Nature. I asked every person that I interviewed for this project what they thought was particularly important about community radio, or specifically Allegheny Mountain Radio. As we listen to their answers, if you are from outside of the listening area, I encourage you to think of your own community radio stations. Many of these attributes are shared by community broadcasters across the land. A common theme was the radio network as not only a community resource, but also an opportunity for expression and involvement. We'll hear from Glenda Van Reenen, Doug Smith, Sue Fertig, and Dwayne Kennison. I think the most important thing about community radio is that key word, community, is that after all these years, uh, there are people uh, still in the community that volunteer, that are involved, that care about it, that support it, um, and that they have a place for their voice to be heard. My hope is that it continues to go on for the next 40 years. I believe we need it. No, I really love this little radio station. I think it's really good for our Tri-County area as far as well as employment employing people and, and giving volunteers an opportunity to, to uh, speak out uh, with what they've got to bring. I think they are vital to our communities, not just time of um, emergency, but definitely, most definitely during times of emergency, but for our everyday life, as I said, to um, portray our local talent, culture, and heritage, and for our local news. 
and I think it's just a wonderful and very good thing for all of our community. Uh, community radio is more of a lifeline in the those dire situations, be it, you know, it's just a blizzard, you know, floods, derechos, and all that stuff. And, you know, some people, that is, like some of the elderly listeners, that is their only lifeline because a lot of them don't have, you don't even have televisions and things, that the radio station is their lifeline to what's going on in the community. Several people mentioned the excitement of on-air fundraisers. Here's musician Richard Hefner of the Black Mountain Bluegrass Boys, whose music we have featured throughout the series, and volunteers Jeanette Robinson and Homer Hunter. I listen to it all the time. And of course, I come to the fundraisers, and and um, I've tried to play all the fundraisers I can. And I think I've always said that uh, the Opera House and uh, WVMR are two of the best things that ever happened to Pocahontas County and the surrounding areas. Keeping people in the community together knowing what's what's going on i mean in the community i mean now virginia too you know and that's real exciting get built up and get the stations over in virginia just keep on doing what you're doing up there you know it's great i'm glad that people are are still um more people than ever listening now i guess and and we'd have just local people singing and and it was just great and the the intensity the excitement and it was the whole, you know, it was so personal because people were listening to their families uh, playing and singing, their neighbors, you know, and it was just a, it was just a unique experience. Stations meant a lot to me over the years, and I've um, been involved with it since 2005, somewhere in there, 2006, I think I started working as a volunteer, and... Uh, it's been a good thing. It's a good thing for the community as we always say that, but it's really, really true. It's always improved and it had to change. And uh, I've learned, to, I'm 78 years old, and I've learned in life if you don't change, uh, things sort of just pass away. You know, you just, you just go. But we've always changed with that station. And some of the change I didn't like at the time, but it has turned out good, you know. Uh, I, I was on the board for quite a while, and uh, I felt like at times, you know, wasn't doing this right or that, but that, that's what makes it go. There's the input from everybody. A shout-out to anyone who has the time, uh, and I have some friends I think have the ability, and I've tried to uh, encourage them to come and volunteer at the station. We need volunteers. Uh, and uh, it, it, is, it is, takes out your time, but... If you you should give to your community, and that's one of the ways to do it. That's my last comment about that: is just say, hey, if if uh, you've got a couple hours a week, or sometime you can come and then you know help out with the station because that's what it's about. It's, it's uh, the volunteers really help the station a lot. Some of our volunteers have been here for decades. Here's Norris Long and Steve Timberlake. Did do you have any inkling how long you would be doing it? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was. Uh, it was all a new experience as well as being fun. 
I still remember the first compact disc that we received. Uh, and I was starting to complain. I said, oh no, is this what we're coming to? Because the print is so small I can't read it. All right, Long, get yourself a new pair of glasses. And now we're well over 13, maybe over 1,500 CDs now. And I'm in the process of culling so that I can make room for more new stuff. Things change. That's the way it is. I'm old enough to have seen a lot of changes, and that's, that's fine, too. Why are you still volunteering at Allegheny Mountain Radio after all these years? What has kept you there? I, I enjoy doing it, and um, it uh, keeps me involved in the community a little bit. I don't do, I'm not in any of the uh, uh, civic or organizations, so I feel like it's a chance to give some time to the community and help you all out and have fun and uh, meet some nice people. And um, just, it's just fun, and I still enjoy doing it, so uh, here we are. Not all of the time, but most of the time you've got a, a live uh personality hosting your programming there's some canned stuff and some pre-recorded stuff but uh, we're one of the few stations that has music programs where the uh, dj comes in and plays what he wants to play he's not just taking a formatted uh, thing with all the spots programmed in and you know the ids and everything so just giving you that freedom and uh um it's it's unique we we call ourselves unique by nature, but uh, it truly is unique by nature, especially in this day and age. Things have changed so much in the last, especially the last 10, 15 years with the advent of the uh, smartphones and uh, streamings and um, everybody walking around carrying, uh, you know, access to whatever they want to listen to. So um, we are like a dinosaur, but a wonderful dinosaur in the fact that uh, you're not going to get the same program or the same, uh, uh, just the same format over and over and over again. Everybody's different, and uh, I, really, I really like that, and I really think that's what sets us apart. As I mentioned in our first episode, if there's any one name most heavily associated with the founding and development of Allegheny Mountain Radio, it's Gibbs Kinderman's. Here's his take. Well, the purpose of community radio is to be, to, to be community, to build community in its listening area and to form a community of the people who participate in the station. So it's about us. It's not about me. It's not about money. It's about us. That sounds too much like a soundbite. No, no, no. That's, I mean, hey. <laughs> you need them. We need them. <laughs> I like this idea that a radio station is not only an information resource to connect a community, but it's also a facet of the community itself. Rachel Tompkins, Pat Keller, and Claire Collins expand on this concept. You know, he has this remarkable way of, um, sometimes annoying way, of getting other people to go off and do stuff. Um, I mean, he, he has an idea that's a really good idea, but there's no way he can make it happen by himself, and he knows that. So part of his job is to get everybody, you know, inspired to go do stuff. And so you do. And a lot of us end up doing things that we never would have otherwise done. I mean, I wouldn't have become a disc jockey, for goodness sake. But um, he had this idea from the get-go that there were divisions. The distance sort of um, tends to keep people apart. And so 
people in Marlington don't know very much about what's going on in Durban. Even though the Pocahontas Times has been a respectable weekly newspaper for a long time, I think Gibbs felt like if you could figure out how to create a radio forum that allowed voices from all parts of the county to be heard in varying kinds of ways, whether it was their church service or their music or a public issue that was important to them, that that would help bring people in the county together. I think he was right. It's involvement with uh, so many people and uh, letting people in the community know what's going on in the community. That uh, The news part of the programs uh, uh, was great, and I think that it pulled in a lot of people. Sometimes when it's 12 o'clock, I even get the feeling like, well, I better turn on the radio um, because you get so used to it. Um, I think that uh, the involvement, and then so many local people as announcers, because you knew the local people. Well, I think that whoever had the idea, um, it was a great idea, and it took some growing and growing pains to get where it is, but I I just think it should continue as much as possible. And I don't know what would would change or what would grow from the station. but uh, it's just it's just something that is a, a kind of neat phenomenon that happened there. So, um, uh, like I said, it was a big part of our life, and uh, uh, we uh, we enjoyed it so much. I hope that these stations continue to grow, and that uh, our the younger populations in the communities take an interest and in to give back to their community. It might seem small. To a younger person, but it really is huge to those of us as we age to know what's going on. Throughout the interviews, I was often accompanied by WCHG station coordinator Danny Cardwell as he filmed for our social media. During his own interview, he reflected on this experience. The most interesting thing about the interviews was learning so much from people who were on the ground and making things happen. You obviously understand that nothing just springs from out of the ground and exists. You you understand people had to make great sacrifices and work hard to do it. But hearing those stories and looking at people and, and seeing, you know, the almost the level of joy and pride that they have and what, you know, is going to be 40 years later, something that they put together that's still here. That was, that was amazing. And, and it actually was inspiring because... You know, we have, for all of the the things that we maybe would want different, some updates and technology and to make it a little easier to do some things, the reality is, is that we're perfectly situated to move to the next step in whatever AMR is and how we define ourselves in this new multimedia age and and what is our place in it. And so it's inspiring to say the least. When we come back, I'll talk about a few of the key factors that make Allegheny Mountain Radio work the way it does. This is Unique by Nature. I'm walking from one bar to another I don't know where I'm going, where I'm been No one I meet realizes I'm trying when I 
When I set out to create this series, I wasn't entirely sure what I'd find. At first, more than anything, it was an archival project. But as I spoke to the people of AMR, past and present, I realized that it was nearly impossible to talk about community radio without espousing opinions that verge on the philosophical. And not simply about media, but about society and civilization. By no means have we gotten it perfect. And this series isn't a directly translatable guide to community media producers elsewhere. But I hope that by talking about our history and environment, and examining what has seemed to work for us in the Allegheny Highlands, this podcast can add to the conversation of community creativity and independent media. Although it may have initially been a hindrance to broadcasting, a huge factor of AMR's success is its geographic location in the rural, tight-knit communities of the Allegheny Highlands. Here is Bonnie, Heather, and Scott. I think that it, it will always have the benefit of being small and local and someplace where your friends and neighbors either work or volunteer. I think it's more of, um, I thought of, thought of it a lot of times as Allegheny Mountain Radio is more of a nonprofit in the community than it is a radio station, if that, make, if that makes sense. People think of it as just part of the community that, oh, just happens to be a radio station. Allegheny Mountain Radio has been local from day one. It's always been about the community. It's always been about reporting what's important to our community, what's going on. It's always been about what does our community want to listen to. It's always been about what does our community want to know about. One thing I absolutely love is having the radio clubs and the, the students around here involved with our stations because, and it's, it's very interesting, you know, all our stations are within a stone's throw of school buildings. This community focus has a huge impact on the content of the news reporting here at Allegheny Mountain Radio. Here's Danny again. The majority of the time the stories I do stem from the fact that I spend a lot of time with older folks, my, my parents, my in-laws, and people in the community and the church. And so a lot of times the stories that I've done over the last five years have been things that they've cared about, stuff that maybe have gone through the, slipped through the cracks. You know, the news department's been amazing. When the general manager, our current general manager, Scott Smith, was the news department director, and then as Heather's been the news department director, they've really encouraged us to go out and get these stories. And we really wanted to make sure we were addressing issues that were important to people, but staying away from the politically sensitive hot topics that polarize and divide people. And yet, understanding that we do have to talk about things that are controversial. Heather and Scott also have thoughts about this balancing act on local issues of controversy. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows your business, so to speak. So there is a way to cover things that doesn't necessarily mean going out and uh, using a flamethrower to light somebody up 
or to light a, a, a government body up or something like that. You have to keep that in mind and be able to say, well, okay, we want to get this news out because this is important to your listeners. It's important to your constituents. We're not here to make you look bad. We are here to make sure that you're being transparent and honest with the people you're serving. So, yeah, it's a dance. It can be difficult because our mandate is not to make the news or influence the news or editorialize. One of the wisest things someone ever said to me when I was news director, I was doing a little bit of complaining one day about, you know, gosh, I get calls that we're too far left or I get calls that we're too far right. And this person, and I, I, I can't remember who it was, said something very wise that said, well, if that's the case, then you're doing your job correctly because you're making everybody mad. So, again, that's that's you really do have to take care to make sure that you just report the story. You don't try to spin the story or, or sway someone into thinking one way or the other. Scott describes a similar metric of balance for the music, which varies greatly from show to show. Constantly I'm hearing, thank gosh you all play such and such because you're the only place I can find on the dial that that plays such and such and invariably I will also have someone say why do you all play such and such I can't stand such and such so you know it's 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 that aspect of of our reflection of of this area and who we represent that that makes it unique I mean the Allegheny Highlands is like no other place in the world for a reason, and I think for that same reason, we are like no other radio stations in the world. Everyone I spoke with had different areas of focus. They all said they wanted AMR to continue by expanding and updating its range of content, but that it needed to stay true to its roots. Here's Bonnie and Chuck. I would like to see Allegheny Mountain Radio keep the traditional aspects of community radio, being a part of the community, supplying the information, covering community events, letting, you know, just being part of the community and a, a voice that you recognize and you can call up and talk to and being personable like that. But then also it is going to need to do some adapting to the technology that's out there now, which I think we're doing a good job with the website and the streaming and Facebook and all of that, that information is getting out there. So it needs to be both. I think radio is still going to be an important force uh, for, uh, for entertainment and news and public service um, if we can just make sure, if we can hang on to the listeners and offer them something they can't get anywhere else. And I think we do that here. This is something that I think is actually very applicable for any small creative producer. If the focus is on competing with the mainstream commercial media, you are fighting an uphill battle. WVMR and Allegheny Mountain Radio were created during a time of necessity. 
And even as technology has expanded exponentially, the stations have remained facets of the communities they serve. This series is an experiment of our own ability as an institution to grow with the technology available to us. Again, Scott and Heather. I still think we offer a product that is well worth tuning into. Um, and I do hope that we are able to expand the things that we do. Just this, what we're doing right here is a perfect example of it. Um, creating these podcasts and being able to create new content and distribute it in, in different ways that weren't thought of 30 years ago. I, 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 I hope we continue to be able to do that. I hope we grow. I hope we are able to continue to give people a reason to tune in. Not just because we're the only game in town, because they actively want to hear what's happening on the radio or, or tune in to someone's show or, or you know, ju just to still be in touch with those people. I'm really excited about this, uh, what we're doing now. We're looking into podcasting. We're looking into longer form stories. Um, it's all good. I, I kind of feel like there are just so many stories out there that we're not covering that need that deserve to be covered um, you know you can say that everybody has a story to tell so I really really want to start looking for more of those stories to tell on our airwaves so I'm really really excited about the direction that we're going in one thing I have I think that has not changed is the fact that we have loyal staff loyal volunteers who are really dedicated to providing good music, good entertainment, information. When they're here, they're excited to be here. They're excited to be on the air. And uh, that's something I've never seen change. This goes back to that idea from earlier in the episode, that community radio isn't simply a radio broadcast produced by members of a community, but instead a part of the community itself a venue, an outlet, a seed of creation, an everlasting project. It's something that lives, and as we've found out, can have quite the history. Again, Rachel Tompkins. It was only later, I think, in many ways, at least for me, after the station really got going, and um, I realized its impact on the county and on the region, that I came to appreciate how important it really was. How really, <laughs> how really kind of mind-boggling it was. I mean, you know, we have West Virginia Public Radio that's all over the state, but over here in our little corner, we have our own little network that got created here and has sustained itself for 40 years. It's really pretty remarkable. Um, but I don't think we understand, at least I didn't understand that at the beginning. It was just something fun to work on, and I was working with Gibbs, who's my friend, and you know, there were some cool people wandering around, and, you know, it was new and interesting. At times, it's important to pause with the constant doing, breathe, and look back on what came before. If you are out there working on an independent creative project, I encourage you to realize that even your moments of difficulty are an important part of the story that you are trying to create. To close out our series, Gibbs Kinderman with his hopes for the future of Allegheny Mountain Radio. Well, what I've hoped for 
is happening. I mean, there are people who have dreams that are compatible with each other's dreams and which part of which they may be able to realize through this institutional setting. I think it's great. I was afraid it wasn't ever going to happen. Yeah, I think, I think it's happening. I mean, it's, it's been a, a place where a, a lot of creative people have wandered through. And uh, it's great to have creative people that are interested in using it to tell their stories. That's what it's all about, stories. Thank you for listening to Unique by Nature. This series is a production of Allegheny Mountain Radio, created, hosted, and produced by Sage Tangway, videography and initial editing by Danny Cardwell. We'd like to extend a special thanks to Richard Hefner and the Black Mountain Bluegrass Boys for the use of their music, the Pocahontas Opera House for the use of their stage for socially distanced interviews, and to all of our many wonderful guests throughout the series who shared their experiences with us. Thank you so much. This series would not have been the same without your contributions then or now. For more information, visit AlleghenyMountainRadio.org or find us on Facebook where we post videos of some of our interviews. Hi.